Hi, welcome to Drone Therapy Podcast, where we listen to drone music and go through my dialectical behavioral therapy books while pretending my jokes are funny and that I didn't just get my voice back after losing it for a week. I'm Crystal Jacks, aka Bridget Bardone, and this episode we're continuing on the distress tolerance chapter tolerating our distress, maybe even radically accepting our distress, and talking about validation. Validation is kind of buzzwordy right now, but back when I took this DBT course, the concept was pretty new to me. To validate someone is to say like, yeah, that sucks, instead of saying like, you should do X and try and fix that, or That isn't something you should be upset about, which are both gut responses we can have to people telling us their problems, trying to fix them, or trying to make them go away. For example, telling me to have a throat lozenge or that my gravelly voice is sexier than my usual one instead of just saying to me, hey, Crystal, it must suck to not be feeling well. Validation is about making space, and often that means making space for things to suck. When I was a kid, I didn't get validated, I just got told I shouldn't have feelings. So I internalized that and I learned a coping skill for the moment, which was don't have any feelings. Except for some reason, feelings exist even if you don't validate or acknowledge or notice them, so I ended up with a pathological reaction to my denial of my feelings, which was a panic disorder. Before I learned the word validation, I learned that when I skinned my knee or when my dog died, it would have been cool if people around me had been like, wow, that really sucks, instead of like, stop crying, crying is pathetic and gross. If my feelings had been validated, I would have been given space to feel them in my own body and in the social sphere in that moment they first occurred instead of repressing the feelings to let them come and bother me later when I'm trying to work for a living and I'm already stressed out. So that was a thing I learned early in therapy that I'd been taught to repress my feelings, but I didn't learn about validation until much later. And we'll talk about this more later, but validation goes two ways. I had to learn how to validate other people too, and not to try to fix their problems, which if you haven't noticed, is something I do. (laughs) If I'm not making sense, we'll get into the book now because I think the book is pretty effective on this topic, which again was new to me. It relates more to interactions with other people, but I think once you learn skills to validate others, you also learn how to better communicate to people how they can validate you, because I don't think many people really learn this stuff. What is validation? Validation communicates to another person that their feelings, thoughts, or actions make sense and are understandable to you in a particular situation. I can see that you are upset right now. I know that you're upset. I am upset. That's it, you don't need to say anything else. Steps in validation. Active observing. 
listens and observes to what the other person is thinking, feeling, and doing. Reflection helps the person identify, describe, and label their own responses. Direct validation. Look for the wisdom and validity of the person's response and communicate it as understandable. Why should I validate? Why bother? One, it shows you're listening. Two, it shows you understand. Three, it communicates understanding in a non-judgmental way. Four, it's good for relationships. Five, it can decrease the intensity of conflicts. Who should I validate? Yourself, others, relationships. What should I validate? Feelings and thoughts, skillful behaviors. In the margin, I wrote being heard. So this is about making people feel like they're being heard by communicating with them that you're listening and vice versa. The second page of validation starts out with a heading, middle path validation. Remember, validation is not necessarily agreeing. Validation does not mean you like what the other person is doing, saying, or feeling. Question, how can I validate another person? One, actively listen and pay attention to the other person. Maybe make eye contact with them, nod your head when they talk, be mindful of your reaction. So I think eye contact is overrated. Feel free to um, feel about that one however you want to. I just want to validate that uh, asking people for eye contact can be asking for a lot. Number two, describe their feelings without passing judgment. Example, it looks like you're upset or you have a sad look on your face. Three, respond in a way that takes the other person seriously. Example, if the other person says they want to be alone for a while, say okay and let them calm down before approaching them again. If the other person is crying, give them a tissue. I like the tissue thing. I don't know if everybody likes it, but um, I have this uh, box that I've taped up so that it's metallic silver and it has rhinestones on it and it's a Kleenex box. So for the live drone therapy sessions, I can have Kleenex out with me in like a sparkly box. Four, show tolerance. Acknowledge that the other person's behavior or emotion makes sense, even if you don't approve of the behavior or emotion itself. This has been a big one to explain to other people for how to deal with me. People feel like they're enabling my panic attacks if they tell me it's okay that I'm panicking and it's like no like you're not encouraging me to have more panic attacks you're just encouraging me not to freak out that I'm having this one number five do not judge the other person's emotion number six use interpersonal effectiveness skills give skills um we're gonna get to the give skills in a different episode so that's just a little bit of a uh, foreshadowing, stay with us kind of thing. I might have a bit of a fever right now. I feel a little bit dizzy, but I'm going to finish the next part of this page. How can I validate myself? One, 
actively listen and pay attention to yourself. Be mindful of your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. This was a huge one for me because I love to invalidate myself and uh, it wasn't doing me any favors. Number two, describe your feelings without passing judgment. For example, wow, I'm really angry right now, or yeah, I guess I'm a little nervous. Again, this has been a struggle. I feel like I'm getting better at identifying my emotions without beating myself up for them and saying like, I'm really mad. And to someone else that might not be significant, but to me it's like, it's like I feel like I should win the Nobel Prize for that, you know? Three, respond in a way that takes yourself seriously. Acknowledge that it's okay to have your emotion. Four, show tolerance. Acknowledge that your behavior or emotion makes sense in your life. Five, do not judge your own emotion. Six, use interpersonal effectiveness skills, fast skills. Again, we're going to get to those another time. The notes I've written in the margins are empathy versus sympathy. Empathy is a real response. Sympathy is contrived. Cheering up versus validating emotion. Invalidation adds hurt on top of the hurt of the person's vulnerability. And Lana is on top of the book now, so that is the end of how far we're gonna go in the book. Lana, say hi. Good girl. The part about invalidation adding hurt on top of someone who's already hurting, I think that that's something a lot of people have experienced is that when you're hurting and someone tells you you shouldn't be hurting or gives you the message that you're better than what you're feeling and feeling it therefore makes you like weak or pathetic or something that that's like really re-traumatizing them and making this moment like so much worse one unexpected area these two pages helped me in my life was actually with Lana. I learned that if she had an anxious response to another dog, I wasn't going to teach her to stop her fear response by telling her she shouldn't be afraid or she was bad to behave defensively. Now when she's scared of another dog, I comfort her and I try to show her she doesn't have to worry because I'm her protector. Honestly, we're both still working on this, but just to be like, wow, Lana, that's a really big dog. Yeah, I see it. Helps me get inside her head and outside of my own feelings of being embarrassed or annoyed that she's barking or squeaking a toy while I record my podcast, which aren't reactions that are gonna help her grow. This also helps me heal from my childhood because I'm doing for her what no one did for me. With friends, it can be really difficult to validate and not problem solve or try to talk people out of their strong feelings. It's okay if you can't always remember to do it, but it's worthwhile to try and remember and work on the skill. I think you'll find making space for emotionally distressed people 
to feel means they have space to heal their old traumas as well, and so do you. Just by saying something like, it totally sucks you're in that situation. Feelings are real things that require time and space. They actually demand real time and real space. So the best course of action is to make that time and space available. Feelings are kind of like big dogs are to Lana at the dog park. She has to respect them and respect their power and give them time and space, not lunge at them to scare them off, which honestly Lana still does at least once almost every time we go to the dog park, which I'm giving myself space here is hard on me. It stresses me out, it embarrasses me, but I'm glad that we're working on it together. I have this really cool radio app on my phone called CB Free. It's free and it's about CB radios, like the kinds of radios truckers use to talk to each other, citizens band radio. It's not really popular anymore, but I have one in my room. I got it custom rewired so I could plug it into my wall, which I guess is a bit silly. I mainly use it as a white noise machine because no one ever talks on it in Toronto. But then the other night at like midnight, I got these sketched out truckers from the South using all this weird lingo to talk to each other, and it was the happiest day of my life. Anyway, on the app, they have these codes for CB radio listed. People made up all these codes to use over the radio. 10-1 is receiving poorly, 10-9 is repeat message, and 10-4 is, okay, message received. And that's what validation is about, receiving messages and transmitting back that the message A existed, and B, you picked it up. 10-4, little buddies. Drone Therapy Podcast is made possible by donations from people like you. You can find me on Patreon or paypal.me as Crystal Jacks, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-J-A-X. Please help, I'm sick. <laughs> but really, your donations help me pay for therapy. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also follow my comedy account, Dying But Fine, on Instagram, which isn't always that funny, but it exists. Thanks so much for your support. Remember to rate and subscribe to this podcast, and share the iTunes, SoundCloud, or Bandcamp links. Off the internet, I'll be in Toronto this week taking live questions as your drone therapist, aka your Dr. Phil of DIY Music, Friday, June 7th at InterAccess Gallery. Follow them on Instagram if you're looking for a live stream. Okay, stop licking. Your homework is to validate someone's feelings instead of trying to dismiss their feelings or fix their problems. It could be anyone's feelings, even your own. Ooh. If you need some time to think about your homework, here's a beautiful drone song you can listen to. It's Petra's Though. Find Petra on SoundCloud as Petra X Y Z Z Z, like sleepy time Zs. Until next time, bye from me and Lana. Can you say bye? I will. Good girl.